Sometimes, the best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the back of the range. And here's your host, Ben Adelberg. And welcome to the back of the range. I am your host, Ben Adelberg. This is episode 302. I've made it out to Scottsdale, Arizona for the playing of the NCAA National Championship here at Greyhawk Golf Club. Throughout the entire regular season, there have been a handful of teams that have found themselves ranked number one in the country. One of those teams is Vanderbilt. I've spent a lot of time around this team this year. I saw them demolish the field at the Frederica Cup to start the season. They made it to the finals of the SEC match play. I also saw their clean sweep at the hate in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Gordon Sargent picked up the individual win there in North Florida's backyard. The spring has seen some flashes of brilliance, but it's also seen some challenges. Additionally, they've had their fair share of distractions. Gordon Sargent received a special invitation to compete in the Masters. Sargent and his teammate Colt Sherwood are also on the Walker Cup watch list for later this summer. And for seniors William Mall and Reed Davenport, their names are near the top of the PGA Tour U points list. So what they do in their last few tournaments as student-athletes will have a significant impact on the start of their professional careers. My guest on this episode is one of those seniors, Reed Davenport. We spoke about the culture within the Vanderbilt team, which has been carefully crafted by the players that have come before him, and by head coach Scott Limbaugh and assistant coach Gator Todd. We talked about his start in the game, how to make clutch putts, his brother's favorite player, and the key to being a good golf parent. Lots of good stuff in this episode. Before we get started, don't forget to follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'll be covering the men's championships all week long. Remember that merch is also for sale at thebackoftherange.com and all of those items from Imperial. Hats, visors, shirts, it's all there. So let's jump into this episode. Reed, welcome to the Back of the Range. How are you? Yes, thank you. Uh, I'm doing great. I know Nashville's weather right now is a little bit down, but I'm doing good, drinking some coffee and watching the PGA. See, I'm doing the same thing. Um, and we're we're <laughs> heading into and we better you better enjoy that uh, that that coolish damp weather while you can because I know you know. Gosh, it's we're, we. I mean, it's a shame that we talk about a national championship that way, but I think everyone kind of has to mentally get prepared for the fact that it's going to be a hundred degrees. Uh, I mean, it, at a right time too. I need a. I need a tan. I'm getting a little too pale. You're a little too, but, a little uh, too pasty. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I've started drink. I've already started drinking electrolytes. You're just getting my body prepared. I mean, I know, I know what it feels like out there. It's, it's tough. What was your first, so this is going to be the third year that uh, it's been, it's going to be a Greyhawk and your fifth year senior at Vanderbilt. So this is, I guess this will be your third. Is that right? The third year at uh, Greyhawk. Yes. My uh, freshman year, we were out at blessings and then right. obviously sophomore year got canceled, but. So junior, yep. so junior year, first time out there. Um, I know you've played out in Arizona before, but do you remember what your body went through that first time at the, at the national championship? I, 
So I remember, you know, AJGA had a, a, a tournament. I don't know if they do it anymore still, but they had a tournament out there. Thunderbird. Uh, but I, Thunderbird, yeah. I played there a couple years before. And, you know, so I, I, I knew the course and I knew how to walk it. And I know the heat was a, a huge deal. But the only thing I really remember from my junior year is getting into match play and, you know, how tired my lower body was yeah. going into that tag. I mean, you tee off at, I don't, I don't, you tee off at seven, what seems like, you know, right when the sun comes up and you're out there and it, yeah, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of fast moving parts and your body for that first time is not used to it and it can get tired pretty quickly. How do you, uh, we'll, we'll get into your start in the game and we'll, we'll, we'll do a more traditional start to this episode in a bit, but we're kind of on this topic that I think everyone's going to be dealing with staying hydrated, staying rested, but What's the first thing to go when you get that tired? You mentioned lower body. So how do you kind of keep in mind or keep keep you know cognizant of what your body's going through and how that's going to affect your golf swing? It, it's, it's different. On the course, um, I'm a true believer in, and I think, you know, my teammates are too, of you can honestly trick your brain into thinking anything. So... That's for good and bad. You can trick your brain into thinking that, oh, man, this sucks. I'm tired. And then your body actually starts becoming tired. Or you can trick your brain into thinking, all right, you know, I've been here before. This is just another golf tournament. It's just, you know, it's hot. And just you push through. So I, I, I believe, I, obviously, after my junior year, I, I understood kind of what we were getting into. But uh but yeah, during the, during the rounds, I just try and, you know, tell myself, even if my body's hurting, I just try and remind myself that everybody's going through the same thing. And, uh, I don't know. I just kind of trick my brain into thinking that I'm not tired. <laughs> okay. So and sometimes that, sometimes that works. Does but, uh, after, after the round, I can't really trick my brain into thinking that because after the round, I'm truthfully sitting there. I'm like, wow, this actually does hurt. Yeah. Yeah. After the round, the adrenaline goes away and the crash happens and just ev yeah, everything just shuts off. So basically what you're saying is Vanderbilt employs a hypnotist to uh, convince <laughs> all the players that it's not hot and everything's fine. Everything's good. That's yes, that's pretty fair. Okay. All right. We're learning new things. <laughs> awesome. Now, you know, the secret now we, we have it's sorcery. That's what's happening right now for Vanderbilt. <laughs> that's, that's why the team is, number one ranked team in the country. So you're getting ready to head out to, uh, to, to Greyhawk for the national championship. You know, um, I wasn't at regionals, but couldn't help but notice that you guys had a really rough start to regionals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, uh, I, yeah, we, uh, it kind of, it, it, it didn't wake us up. I mean, we all understand that, you know, good golf is sometimes it's taken for granted. And a lot of people think that, you know, just cause, a team like us can just roll into any golf tournament and play well. And that's that, you know, that's not true. Right. And we understand that. And so, you know, little things like that, that we're grateful for, you know, I mean, we, we learned so much from that front nine. I don't know what we were at. I know we were in dead last by a good bit. Yeah. I mean, we learned so much from, from that than, you know, kind of rolling through a tournament and winning it handedly. So, well, you so got. I think I, I think it couldn't have happened at a better time, right before the uh, the biggest tournament of the year. Your, your coaching staff, uh, you know, Coach Limbaugh and uh, assistant coach uh, Coach Gator Todd, very intense individuals. Do you even 
do you try not to look at them when things are going south? I mean, I'm just thinking if I was there, because I remember being there last year at regionals. I think I was there for your practice round day. And I just, and I've said this many times on other episodes or, or, or to people, I want nothing to do with regionals. Nobody's happy. Everyone's just wired really, really tight. You know, when I'm at tournaments normally, hey, Ben, what's going on? And where are you going to next? And boy, I, I listened to that last episode. Nobody gives a shit about me. Nobody cares about anything. Everyone is just wired. It's wi- just super stressful yeah, everything. Yeah. You know, and I'm just thinking, on the line yeah, exactly. And I'm looking at this leaderboard the first day and I'm like, huh, where's Vanderbilt? I'm like, oh no. And I'm thinking, <laughs> good God, what is, what are, what's Gator and what is Coach Limbo? What is the mindset or, or actually what's, what's the vibe at the end of that first day? Well, that's, that's the beauty. That, I mean, that's the beauty. This is a golf team, right? And yeah. golf teams are players and coaches. And one of the biggest things that we preach is body language and self-talk. And that's for coaches too. So I mean, we're held at a higher standard as players because, you know, if I have William behind me, I don't want him thinking just because my body language is bad and I'm playing bad. You know, I don't want right. to give him a bad. And, and then the same thing goes with coaches. Like, we don't want to look back and see our coaches heads down or right. them checking their phones or, you know, so we, we preach that a lot before tournaments. So to answer your question, during the round, I – I honestly I had no idea how bad we were playing, but uh, you know I'm glad we kind of fought through that adversity and finished the way we knew we could. And uh, after the round, it was you know it was one of those things where like you know this happened, so what are we going to do now? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it, you know we never we never point fingers, we never get mad, we never get disappointed. We do get disappointed, but we don't you know we don't dwell on that for very long. We just you know, we're like, all right, this happened. We're just, we're going to do this to solve it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I guess also, and we'll talk about parents too, because the Vandy parents are, are out in full force all the time. I guess that kind of relates to them as well. Like you can't it's look, true. yeah, you can't look over and see parents that are, you know, throwing their heads up or, or, or throwing their hands up or shaking their head. I mean, they have to do it as well. A hundred percent. And they, I mean, and they're like you said, I mean, they're our family and you know, we, we call each other family, our teammates, coaches, and then the actual parents. Yeah. But they're they're held to the same standard. They they understand. I mean, they obviously get on their phones and sure. You know, they you know, but yeah, of course. Like I don't want to look over and see some negative body language and I think they understand that. I and mean, then they do a good job with that too. How did you get into the game? I know you're an Austin, Texas guy. There's uh, many Texans on this team. Um, I think it's it's you and uh, Sherwood are from Austin, and then Riedel and Mall are from Houston. Um, yes. How'd you get into the game? Well, um, that's a good question. We uh, really that's pretty our, standard around here. That's kind of the <laughs> the goat. Really. All right, I'll, I'll go with it. Sure. Our uh, well, our grandparents live on a golf course uh, still to this day. And I, I don't know, ever since I was a little kid, they would just, they just let me go outside and they'd give me golf balls and I'd just kind of figure it out, me and my brother. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, from, I don't know, I guess the age of five up until, up until now, I guess, what's the, like 18 years. Wow. Um, old yeah, man. So I guess it's just, old it, man. It, yeah, I know, I know. It's it's so long story short. It just started with my grandparents. Like I, I didn't know what golf was, and then I figured out you know getting a ball 
to go where I wanted to go was pretty fun and I was really good at it. So it just started from, you know, Christmas gatherings or whatnot over at my grandparents' house. I mean, you and I basically have the exact same start. I, I would hit a golf ball around my grandparents' uh, farm in Kansas and, um, you know, you you know, you've, you've made it to the level of, uh, you know, playing for the number one team in the country and I have a podcast. So really the same, it's the same trajectory. It's, it's amazing. Uh, it could have been flip-flopped. It's that close. Um, what, uh, you know, Texas is, uh, that's football country. When did you first realize that, te- that football was not going to be your future? Um, well, when, I don't know, I guess just putting a foot, I'm, I'm actually, my dad played college football and college baseball so it's it's in our blood but i don't know i just i I did all that i did flag football i did you know peewee football and i don't know just golf always kind of stuck right there and i enjoyed it a little bit more so i guess once i just once i realized that it was just not i really wasn't you know it wasn't a question yeah why um so so what drew you to Vandy because Vanderbilt you know obviously SEC team but you're a Texas guy and Vanderbilt is one of those schools that um you know I would never say that that people that go play college golf or college athletics aren't firmly um uh, balancing academics and athletics I would never say that I know every single student athlete it's all about you know it's student first and then athlete but you know, Vanderbilt is one of those schools, kind of like Duke, kind of like Stanford, where there is a strong academic uh, factor. So if you're going there, you kind of know the, the drill that school is not going to be, it's going to be more challenging there than maybe at other schools. Fair? Yes. I mean, that's 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 fair. So what drew you to Vanderbilt as opposed to, um, you know, other schools? Because if you're good enough to play for Vanderbilt, you're good enough to play for quite a few schools, I would imagine. So, um, the, the high school that I went to is, um, pretty high level, uh, high level. I don't even know. It's a good school and it was a good education. And I was in, I was in pretty good classes and I learned a lot. And when it was that time before the recruiting rules changed, I was going on recruiting visits my freshman and sophomore year in high school. And when it came that time, I, you know, one of the things with visits is you visit with an academic advisor and the one at Vanderbilt, um, just the conversations that I was having with him and, you know, asking him the same questions that everybody does like Vanderbilt, you know, Vanderbilt's hard, like what makes Vanderbilt stand out more than other schools. And, you know, the answer that I kept getting was, you know, Vanderbilt's the, the workload is more or less the exact same than other schools. It's just the professors there are just, much higher level and you know they they they're just better at their jobs than other schools you know wow and once i got that once i got that statement in like my head and firmly kind of i understood kind of what he was saying i was like i don't know vanderbilt the city of nashville the coaches or family the teammates that are already on the team are cool and it just once i got my head wrapped around the fact that Vandy stands out just because of their uh, professors. And I'm not saying that the workload isn't hard, that it is right. hard. It's just their professors here are looked a little bit, looked at a little bit differently. So once I got, once I got my head wrapped around that, I was like, all right, that's, that's pretty cool. And that's pretty special. So. 
from so, there it was it was a it was a no brainer. And and that's just the academic side of it. Then we got to go over to the golf side where you're you're going to have uh, Scott Limbaugh as your head coach, who mm-hmm. is um, I I think fair to say one of a kind. Uh, super, super intense, but, uh, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of laughs I've had with him over the last couple of years. When did you first meet him? And I guess, when did you first kind of realize, okay, this is going to be the guy? Um, I think it happened at the same time as, you know, at the, the first time I met him, I think it, I really kind of understood like, you know, this guy's different and what he's doing at Vanderbilt. Cause you gotta, you gotta think that, Coach Limbaugh has been there for give or give or take 10 years. And the year, the year that he got there, the team wasn't ranked. I I don't want to be wrong, but I don't think they were ranked in the top 50. And what he did that first year that he was there, he took a team that wasn't very good, the same group of guys and took them to their first NCAA uh, national championship. So, I mean, as a freshman in high school and as an eighth grader in you know, as an eighth grader, you're looking at that and you're like, wow, if this guy's, if this guy's turning over a program like that and he's looking for me, they're looking at me, that's something special. I and mean, you know, you got to respect that. And, yeah. uh, so to answer your question, the first real experience I've had with him, I think was my freshman year at States. Um, the assistant coach, then Dusty Smith, who's at Mississippi, Mississippi state doing a really good job. he, he watched me a couple tournaments before then. He talked to my parents. He actually grew up where I grew up in the woodlands. Um, so I established somewhat of a relationship with him first. And I'd only had uh, conversations on the phone with Limbaugh. But the real, the first real experience with Limbaugh was, came at States and uh, um, on the 18th hole. It's a par five. I'll go through a little bit of the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do that five. here. It's fine. <laughs> It's, it's a par five dog leg left. And, uh, I was, you know, I, I was a stupid golfer. I just took driver off every tee and that's, that's kind of what my game plan was. I was just going to cut this corner and show off, you know, to this college coach that I can do whatever. It was kind of stupid, but it worked out. I hit it in the fairway. Um, and just like, just like football in Texas, high school golf is, you know, it brings a lot of people. I say a lot, probably brings, there's probably a hundred people on that green. That's a lot. Uh, on the eight, yeah, on the 18th hole, and I, yeah, and I hit my approach shot up there, and I think it was a three wood to 30 feet, and we get up to the green, and it was my time to putt, and I buried that thing my freshman year. It was the first round, and I think ever since then, Coach Limbaugh, I'm thankful he was there, and it was a pretty cool scene. It was pretty awesome. It, people cheered, and you know he was on the sidelines watching, and. You know, we had a conversation on the phone a week later, and I went on my first visit, and uh, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, but it, it was it was pretty cool bearing a putt in front of uh, in front of my family and friends, and then you know, a college coach that was that was looking at me. You okay? So here's a this, this is perfect because this is a question I've been being asked someone, and I don't think I've done it yet, which is amazing. But um. Playing in front of parents and in front of family, I mean, you're used to it by now. Obviously, you just mentioned a story from freshman year in high school. And I know your parents, I see them a lot in college tournaments. I see a lot of the Vandy parents all over um, the country following this team. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, 
but this is kind of a this is kind of a junior golf thing. But how do you get comfortable playing in front of parents? Because well, I'm, I'm sure super... I'm sure you have seen much different relationships between players and parents than what you have. Oh yeah, I was going to say I'm 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 just super grateful that my my parents. I don't want to say they get it because they, you know, they're still learning, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that they aren't as involved in me and my brother's games as certain other parents are. Yeah. And I think that's a huge, I think that's a huge difference. You know, that can little, little things like that can ruin your love for, for the, for the sport. You know, if, if you have a, if you have a parent in your ear all the time and you know, your expectations are dwelled on their expectations I think that just ruins the the fun, you know? Um, but to answer your question, it's just, it, my parents are super easy to play in front of because they don't really, they don't ask a lot of questions. They, <laughs> they, they tell me that they, they had a lot of fun watching me play golf and that they can't wait to watch me again. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Well, your, your mom is, is, uh, is super positive and has a smile on her face all the time. And then your dad has this incredible ability to always be on some sort of a business call with his AirPods in and <laughs> will find every quiet place in a clubhouse throughout the country at any tournament. It's that is true. I have seen him in so many back corner of clubhouses in a chair and um, he'll look up and wave, but I already—I know he's on a call, so I don't bother saying anything. So, but it's incredible. <laughs> well, it's funny, it's funny that you mentioned that. Is like, I guess the question that you asked earlier is like, you know, if you look up and you see your parents, you want to see them, you know, expressing positive vibes. And yeah. every once in a while, I'll look up and I'm gonna go, I don't know where my dad is, and then I kind of do a 180, and I'm like, oh, there's my dad. He's in the. You know, he's in the trees over there. Exactly. Oh, yes, he's behind a call. he's behind a tree on a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, but no. To answer your question, I mean, they're they're super easy to play in front of, and it's a whole other story. It's a whole other question when you get my my other relatives involved, oh, like okay. my mom's side of my mom's side of uh, her family. They they're another crew that's a whole lot of fun to play in front of. So so tr- true or false here hypothetically I'm going to Cabo for the Cabo collegiate. Do I want to have, am I going to have more fun hanging with the Vanderbilt golf team or the Vanderbilt golf parents? Wow. Well, if you're going to Cabo, it, it, it has to be the golf parents. Right. You know, they, they're in Cabo and you know, stuff happens in Cabo. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So let's just leave it at that. Okay. Probably the family. Okay. Cause I, I, I've spent time around both and I, yeah, I get the feeling that the party is not with the guys on the team. <laughs> well, I feel like you, I feel like you knew the answer before you even asked the question. Yes. Yes. Cause I'm a professional and I was setting you up, but I need to get it on the record. <laughs> See, I knew that's how this thing works. You need to talk. So I record it and then everyone listens to it. So that's kind of how this thing works. Um, talk to me about the culture of this golf team. Um, I'm, as I said, I've spent time around you guys. Um, this probably started your freshman year when you got guys like Will Gordon and John Augustine on the team. You know, you had a good freshman season. You were obviously taking care of things in the classroom and you played, I think, 28, 30 rounds for the team. So you were a fixture right away. This culture, um, you know, I see a lot of teams uh, for, for one reason or the other. This team seems to be more locked in at tournaments than maybe other teams. There's at least when I see you guys get inside the ropes, 
you know, the, there's not a lot of joking around. Everyone seems very focused, especially during practice rounds. I remember that distinctly from that tournament um, that was canceled two years ago at the honors course, even though mm-hmm. the place was going to get flooded and it didn't look like you guys were going to play. Those are some pretty serious practice rounds. Um, can you sp- can you describe what the culture is like on a day-to-day basis around this team? Well, it's it's just based on, you know, like any other great team, it's just the first day, the first team meeting is the most important team meeting because, you know, you're bringing in new players for the most part and old players are leaving. So right. you got the you got the fathers on the team, the seniors that are leaving and graduating and you know, new pups are coming in. So that first team meeting is to lay down ground rules and, you know, coach kind of sets the tone early. He uh, kind of, I don't know. We just, there's a blueprint to, to, to play on this golf team and you have to follow certain rules and you have to be held to a certain standard. And that's, that's made very clear at the very beginning of the year, each year. And it's the seniors jobs to carry out those standards and values and teach the younger people on the team by either example or, you know, voice it. So like you said, I had Will Gordon and Patrick Martin as, as, uh, as seniors my freshman year, and they did a very good job, you know, expressing to the younger people like me on the team that, you know, I'm held at a, just because I'm a freshman and just because I'm seen as, you know, not the best golfer or what, for whatever, yeah. for whatever reason, you know, I'm still held to the same standard. And I think Limbaugh and I think the culture around this, this team is, is held to, like I, I keep saying, it's held to higher standards. So um, I don't know. We try and live it out every, every time we go out, uh, we have team meetings before, and I think that's just, it's kind of ingrained into your brain at this point. You know, I've been here for five years and it took me a full year to kind of understand what that meant. And, you know, I, I think all credit goes to the coaching staff, all credit goes to the one ball. So it's not a knock on any other teams. There's a lot of great teams out there, as you know, it's just, I see, uh, you know, just being around a lot of go- college golf teams. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember, I remember uh, two years ago at Linger Longer. I mean, you and and JVP, uh, Jackson Van Paris, you know, very welcoming. And I don't mean this in a negative way on anyone else on the team, but it's just everyone kind of has their blinders on. And there are some guys that were kind of uh, welcoming, so to speak. And some are just like, yeah, I'm here to work. I don't have time for, for any, any distractions right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the thing. Like we we view this we view this as work. Yeah, I mean we got jobs to do, and you know usually college tournaments are four day. You know you're on a four day job. So, and, I mean it, certain people certain people view it a, a little differently from others. Some people kind of handle it a little bit differently, like yeah. you're saying. But I mean we're still under the umbrella of Van, Vandy Golf, and you know the values and the the emotions that come with it are all shared. I remember talking to coach Todd, I think earlier this year, and I was kind of jokingly telling him, I said, Hey, um, you got, you got a little problem on your hands uh, towards the end of the season. And he just was kind of you know, nodding and looking at me. And basically what I'm what I was getting at is you guys have seven 
legitimate starters on this team. And the starting lineup, for the most part, is is just five. I know you can bring a sub, but um, it's five. You got guys, you know, Maul is, you know, Maul one, Riedel one, Gordon's one, Wells one, and Cabo. Um, and I guess it's not hasn't been a big surprise that your entire year was just going to be a battle to see who's going to be in this lineup. So, 100%. okay. So how do you keep everyone in a positive frame of mind and team oriented while still promoting a competitive environment where you're trying to beat the hell out of these guys to get into the lineup? Well, I think, I think it's, it's huge that you establish a culture like we have and view teammates, not as teammates, but as brothers and you just embrace that everything that you're doing is helping each other. Yeah. You know, I mean, these uncomfortable positions that we we've been in this whole year, you know, we live under the fact that what makes you uncomfortable makes you better. And I think for the most part, everyone on this team embraces that. And even the younger guys, the younger guys like Wells, like he's shown MVP. It's just, he's shown, they've shown a lot of, courage and sackiness to kind of overcome adversity Sacky, early on. Sackiness. That's a new word sackiness. here. Sackiness. That's a new word yeah, I was, here. I was trying to, I was trying to come up with a, I was trying to sound smart and come up with a word. But. No, I, I, I like that. I like that. We're <laughs> going to use that sackiness. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm super grateful that young, I know I probably would have viewed it a little bit differently if I was a freshman or if I was in their shoes, but I'm, I'm grateful that they've embraced that. And I know for a fact, they've gotten better in certain situations, like whether it be qualifying or certain conversations with coaches and teammates that they, you know, that they didn't want to be in. But I think to answer your question is just, we kind of embrace the uncomfortableness yeah, because you have to. You know you're going to be in qualifying uh, like the entire season, and it's going to get yeah. Uh, well, since you gave me sackiness, I will let you use testicular fortitude and in, in the future if you need to. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, and Wells Williams, got, I got my first experience with him this year. Um, yeah, great talent, but man, is he still a freshman? What a knucklehead that kid is. <laughs> Well, I mean, every, you know, every freshman has to go through their little learning curves. And I think he's just, he's still going through a learning curve. So, yeah. Yeah. I like him. It's going to be entertaining though. But yeah, I have way too many photos of him staring at my camera while eating a sandwich. Um, So that's, uh, but hey, you know, freshmen, they, they, they learn. Um, Uh, He's doing much better than what I was doing. Really? That's 100% of facts. Oh, yeah. What was your big struggle as a freshman? Like, what was the thing? It was just getting over the fact that, you know, um, that I needed help and I didn't think I needed help. And so I didn't reach reach out. I didn't learn. I didn't, you know, I think the biggest thing that I've kind of learned over my years is, you know, if I get in there and I try and help the freshman that's better that's better for me and the freshman and I'm just looking back on my freshman year it's just I was you didn't you know, want to sh- you didn't want to be vulnerable or show weakness a hundred percent so I didn't want to I didn't want to feel like I didn't know what I was doing so I just I don't know I just didn't reach out as much as I know I needed to and Wells Wells does a great job with that and, and the two other freshmen on our team do a great job with that too yeah. and I think that's I think that shows a lot of, you know, what our culture is. 
So you're uh, you're getting ready to to kind of call it a career here at Vanderbilt. You came back for your fifth year. You're heading to nationals right now, trying to get that done before the uh, before the end of your college career. It's been a how have you balanced knowing that your college career is coming to an end, and then oh by the way, your name is up on that leaderboard for PGA Tour U. So mm-hmm. you know every time you tee it up, you're you're playing for the team, and then also what you do for the team could impact yourself you're you're the star of your pro career that's coming up right away Uh, has this been maybe the most challenging year of your college career um challenging i I would say it's the most important year of my college year okay um i've learned you know i've learned a lot i've learned what it takes to be a good leader a good friend um and eventually what it takes to be a uh, professional golfer because that's you know that's the end goal here but, um, I don't know. It's just, I, I still, even though I'm a fifth year and even though I've done some small things at Vandy, it's just, I, I feel like I still have to prove myself and I go out there, even if my game's bad or good, I, I still, I, I think it's, I think I deserve to feel like, you know, I have something to prove. And every single time I go out there and play in a golf tournament, it's, it's not more or less, you know, oh my God, I have to play good because my ranking and blah, right. blah, blah. I, I don't, I, I never wanted to, I never wanted to think like that. And I, I don't think like that. It's just more or less going out there and proving to me and my teammates and other teams that I, I, I'm, I deserve to be there and I deserve to play for, uh, for Vandy. So. So you go about it the right way. You're like, hey, I, I got the resume and I'm I'm on a really good team. But every day you just go out and say, let's wipe the slate clean and go go earn it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I try I try to, and it's really hard because, you know, like you said, we we've been in in and out of different lineups the whole entire year, and it's it's hard to convince yourself that to stick with the same confidence that you know that takes to play good golf. And uh, you know, I guess I have. I have nothing better to do than just to try and, you know, stay positive and, and trick my brain into thinking that, you know, like you said, like I have something to prove. So, well, we'll, uh, we'll let you get out of here in a few minutes. So I know you want to get out to that 105 degree heat where you can't, uh, you know, where, where the body starts. <laughs> shining. I know you're super excited to get out there and get out of the rain, but um, there's another Davenport in the college golf landscape. I feel terrible. We haven't talked about him yet, but uh, um, he will, he will be a guest on this podcast next year during his senior season. Obviously your brother Jackson, uh, West Virginia university player of the year. Yeah, I mean, how about that? I, I feel. I, I, thank God, I have a some. I, thank God, I know the guy. I can, I can, you know, skate in with, uh, with some of his media availability for next year. I think I, I got the inside track. But how about that guy? I know he. Uh, you know, he's been working as hard as he has the last two or three years, and uh, I couldn't be more. I couldn't be more proud. I'm I, the only thing that's a little bit questionable. I think about his game is is the mustache. I think I, I think. Oh yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. It's bad. He uh, well, I mean, think I think you can just go ahead and blame Cam Smith for that look. Yeah, my brother, my brother looks at Cam like it's you know it's the standard of men's style. Yeah, he tries to mock everything that he does to himself. Really? Oh, I mean, he 
you know, oh, Cam Smith is chipping with the V grind. I need to go get a V grind. Uh, Cam Smith has black chaps and his putter, whatever, whatever. I didn't realize it. Was, has, I didn't realize it was such an illness that he's fanboying over Cam Smith. Oh yeah, he is the biggest Cam Smith fan. Oh, all right. Oh well, yeah. I guess that's why he's got that. Every once in a while, that's why he'll grow out his mullet and he he'll do that. He'll do that mustache look. Okay. All right. Well, this 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 explains a lot. This explains a lot. <laughs> I didn't realize it was it was that much of a sickness. Oh yeah. No, it's a it's he, he should take medication for it. Now is he? Oh, wow. Okay, it's that bad. Um. Now I know he caddied for you last year in the Northeast Dam. I guess that I guess that's technically your last summer of amateur golf. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it was, we had so much fun in that tournament, and I and I know you the, 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 from anywhere from the long drive to the to the backyard barbecues or whatever we did that week. It was, I had so much fun with him and I'm glad he was able to come with me because I think he, uh, he uh, gained some friendships that I think will last a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> would, would he be, and I know he's got his own playing career that he's working on and he's got again, one more year at West Virginia, but what's rate his caddy skills. Like if you guys went on like a four month, trip of tournaments together would that work out well or would you guys he I, I will say just whoever knows him and his personality it, you you'd think it wouldn't work but he knows he knows my game almost as much as he knows his own game okay so so i mean we're, we're we'll be out there and you know the first thing that he says and I, i'm surprised he we got into this detail at uh, the northeast is just he would tell me he Right when right when we get a number, he tells me what club I think he thinks I should hit, and I'd, I'd say ninety percent of the time, his first instincts are exactly what I'd be thinking. Wow. So, I mean, and obviously the conversations in between golf shots are always there and always <laughs> sure. fun. I think that uh, helps a lot. But no, Jackson's a good caddy. Jackson, uh, when it's time to get serious, Jackson gets serious. So we might we might see something. It, don't be so. So it it wouldn't be a surprise to see. Is what you're saying? That that is what I'm saying. Oh my and gosh! When Jackson hears this, I think I think he he'll have a smile on his face. Wow. Well, he's probably going to also have a mustache on his face too. That needs mustache to be, I mean, and probably probably food somewhere on his face. I don't know. Wow. Can you can you imagine? I mean, just think of this. Like. You getting through U.S. Open qualifying. You both are at the U.S. Open, and you're at a practice round, and you look across to the other fairway across the golf course, and he sees Cam Smith. Does he just leave you and just start running over to say hi to Cam Smith, or do you think he acts professional and stays on your back? 100% he's leaving me. See? See? Uh, I, I knew it. Gonna, I'm not going to see him for two holes. See? That's what, that's yeah, case. that's, that's exactly, I knew that's, I knew that was going to be the answer. He just, 100%. Wow. He'd be having, he'd probably become his best friend in the, in yeah. the first two minutes. He, he'd go ask him for autographs. Here, sign my chest. 100%. Yeah, see, that's inappropriate. That You can't have that. Uh, well, he, he will do everything in his power across that line you know all we're doing right now is giving him ammunition for when i have him on the podcast next year <laughs> that's fine yeah that's fine i feel like well we got to help him out you know we got to do what we can i deserve um, it all right what we got to get you out of here what questions do you have for me before we shut this down um man uh 
You know who we haven't talked about the whole time? We haven't talked about Gordon. <laughs> yeah, I know Gordon. I was, you know, I was. You're waiting you know. for it. I know you're waiting for someone to ask you about Gordon <laughs> Sargent. I understand. Um, you know, the only thing I was thinking about talking about with Gordon was how much shit you guys like to give him for all the attention he gets, because I know. He I, hates it. I, yes. I, I mean, literally, look, literally the notes I have here in front of me says, since nobody has given Gordon any media coverage this year, let's finally get to it now. I know that Gordon doesn't like getting singled out in front of his teammates for his individual accomplishments, which only gives you guys more ammo. And of course I'm talking about like, like at the hate when they mic'd him up in the morning, you guys must've had a feet. You must've had an absolute field day giving Gordon as much shit as possible. I mean, it starts with, you know, he always has the first right at, you know, downplaying it. So he will listen to what he has to say before it actually starts. So when he gets mic when when somebody has to tell when somebody tells him he has to get mic'd up for a practice round, we usually wait and to see like what his reaction is and then based on that we kinda unleash on him. But right. I mean he's just so used to it and we're kinda used to it to where it's not as funny as it once was, but <laughs> you know uh, but no, I mean, we, we still kind of give them a, a, a little bit of trouble with it. And I think it's, I think it's at that point where Gordon kind of realizes it's going to come and he doesn't really put a lot of, you know, he doesn't really put a lot of attention to it. Yeah. He's, he's, he's he, he looked like he was more at ease with it at the masters because it was just him. But I know, like, I know he does not like being singled out in front of his teammates. Oh, I mean, there's certain, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's certain individuals on our team that run with it and won't stop running with it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's. I, I, I like to just sit back and listen to it. I, I don't really get involved with it, but right. it's really funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to mention anyone by name. I mean, I, you surely, <laughs> you, you surely wouldn't do that, right? <laughs> no, yeah. it's not like I've done that before. Yeah, no. Um, all right, let's get you out of here um, with one final question here before you get ready for your national championship. Um, let's talk about clutch putts. I've seen many of yours. On, they've been on TV, um, SECs, nationals. I know you've made a lot of putts when it's mattered the most. You're going to have some opportunities to probably do that in the next couple of weeks. So I know that the easy answer is, well, I treat every putt the same. That's what you try and do. That's what everyone tries to do, not put any extra weight or or importance on a, a 20 footer to win a national championship or a five footer. You try and keep them all the same, but last time I checked, you are still human. So mm-hmm. how do you handle a putt to win, to win a match? Well, uh, this has been something that, I mean, it's just a learning curve. Cause I mean, going, coming into college putting wasn't anywhere close to being my most comfortable aspect of my game. And I had to learn, I just had to go through trial and error. I had to learn, you know, my feels when I get too nervous, I had to learn like, all right, if I'm nervous, what, what are my tendencies with putts? Do I leave them short? Right. right. Do I blow them by? Do I jam them? And I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's taken, I've been in college long enough to kind of understand these tendencies. And I think I have, I've done a pretty good job with that in the last two years um, with it. So, but when it comes to, closing out a match or whatever it be. Um, I don't know. I just rely heavily on my um, pre-shot routine. 
and from there I just it's got to be exciting at that point you know it can't be yeah. you can't be scared you can't be in that moment and be like oh shit I don't want to have this putt you know you want the complete opposite you want to be like all right I'm gonna go through my pre uh, pre-shot routine and I'm gonna get over this putt and I'm gonna make it and then I'm gonna do something pretty cool or pretty cringy whatever but, yeah you know you, you want you want that you don't want the opposite of that so I, I keep reminding myself if I'm in that position I, I just keep reminding myself is like you know you've hit this putt I don't know a trillion times all you gotta do is just put a good stroke on it and you make it you know so I don't know I, I view it as really exciting and really fun and not a burden or not you know i'm not scared that's that's well said let's get you out of here and uh prepare to go uh go play for a national championship i will see you out in the desert and uh i appreciate you stopping by the back of the range yeah of course ben thank you for having me and there you have it special thanks to reed davenport for joining me on this episode here at the back of the range don't forget follow along on facebook twitter instagram Every single episode is available at thebackoftherange.com. We'll see you next time here at the Back of the Range.